welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Hello and welcome to Empowered Spirituality. Thank you for joining me today for this in bulk ritual and ceremony. This will include a guided meditation, several guided meditations, a couple readings, reflection, um, as well as setting intentions, but also releasing things that need to be released. This is a ceremony that I am going to be doing on February 1st, 2022, um, for my new moon circle on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, U.S. Mountain Time. So if you're able to make it, I would love to see you there. And I also hold these new moon ceremonies, rituals, meditations every month on the new moon. Um, You can find more information on my website, empoweredspirituality.online. And there's a tab that says new moon circles. So I'd love to see you there this month or any month after. It's totally and completely free. Um, And so it'll be basically what we're going to be doing together today, but it'll also have community aspects. It'll have dance and really grounding in sacred sharing and discussion with other people. Um, But if that's not your jam, you can just join me here today. Um, And if you like the way that I lead guided meditations, I'm also really excited to announce my new Patreon. Yay! I've been meaning to do it for a long time. And I actually committed, so it's only $10 a month. And there's an additional weekly, or sorry, a monthly meeting where it's kind of like live coaching, ritual, embodiment, and community. There is a Discord that's... um, We'll have different servers, different places to chat with each other, and uh, weekly guided meditations, as well as other stuff kind of miscellaneously thrown in there. So if you would like that extra level of community, but can't afford to work with me one-on-one, this is a really, really great option, only $10 a month. So let's get into it. Let's begin with a quick grounding meditation. Just landing here, closing the eyes if you feel comfortable, getting cozy and comfy, either sitting or laying down. Begin to check in with your surroundings. Notice what you can hear, what you can feel on your skin, the smells around you, just allowing yourself to acclimate to this space now.
begin to notice your breathing. Is it heavy? Is it slow? Where in the body is your breath traveling to? How does your exhale feel? You may be beginning to consciously slow down and elongate the breath here, making your inhales nice and slow, really filling up the belly as you breathe in, and your exhales slowly, making your belly go back in towards spine. Checking in with the body now, noticing any areas of tension, any pain or discomfort in the body. Just checking in and noticing without judgment or criticism. Now tuning into the emotions of the body, noticing any anxiety, sadness, just any general tension, or maybe any joy, peace, or gratitude that's in the body. And know that if you feel more than one emotion, that is totally okay and beautiful. And then I'll invite you to bring your attention to the base of your spine, your root area. Feeling your inner fire here, feeling warm and safe and cozy as you tune in to this part of you, this rooted part of you. As you begin to imagine literal roots coming from the center down, down, down into the earth, through your floor. Maybe you go past weeds and worms and other dirt and little rocks as you allow your roots to go further and further, passing other tree roots. Maybe even seeing crystals. And allow your roots to latch on to something here. Maybe another rock, a thick tree root. And allow yourself to really plug into that grounded sensation. As you imagine the earth's energy flowing up to meet your root.
ahead and set an intention for our time together here. When this feels complete, go ahead and bring your roots back, back up through the earth and into your body. Take a couple deep grounding breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And whenever you're ready, opening your eyes. job noticing how you're feeling and noticing how that's different maybe from how you felt when we began and so now I'd like to just go over what Imbolc is and maybe how it was traditionally celebrated and how you can celebrate this moving forward so Imbolc that's the place of the year that we're in right now if you're in the northern hemisphere like I am and if not, maybe you come back to this when you're in your winter. But I also think this can apply. I think the meditations and rituals will apply to you. So in bulk is the middle or almost exact middle between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And this corresponds with Groundhog Day, very interestingly enough. Um, so Groundhog Day, it's in Pennsylvania, I believe. And so people watch and gather and wait for this groundhog to pop up. If he, I forgot what it is, if he either does or doesn't see his shadow, it's six more weeks of winter. And so where this was originally celebrated in the Ireland and Scotland area, this was actually, um, people would look for serpents or badgers to see if they came out to try and figure out how much winter was left. So if you don't know, most of our holidays do come from some kind of pagan or pre-Christian origin. Uh, when Christianity was spread, they had to find ways to essentially force people to follow and, and do things, switch over from their beliefs and, and traditions to Christian traditions. Um, and obviously, Groundhog Day is not Christian, but that is where that comes from. Um, this is a very beautiful holiday. A lot of people use it to cleanse or clean their home. So you can do a little bit of pre-spring cleaning here. This was a Gaelic festival, often celebrated with feasts. Bridget is the goddess of this holiday, which we will talk about Bridget a little bit more later. But if you grew up in the kind of Catholic setting, you may know who St. Bridget is. And St. Bridget comes from the goddess Bridget. This is a great time to look forward and out of the past. And interestingly enough, we are almost done with the first retrograde of 2022. 
Um, and I view retrograde as a perfect way to look at our past. I mean, oftentimes <laughs> the past comes up, um, but it's a great time to look at what's coming up in retrograde and seeing what needs to be closed out before we move on. And so maybe you can take this time to reflect on what did come up during retrograde and how you can move on to the rest of the year. This is a great time to set intentions. It's also falling around the new moon. So you may already be used to setting intentions at this time. So it makes it double amazing. <laughs> um, this is a great time for divination. Um, it's a great time to charge your ritual tools, uh, especially if you like to charge things in the sun. Um, and this is just a great place to, so our ancestors would plant seeds for the beginning of spring so that at springtime in the March area, we would see things beginning to grow and bloom. But I view this as a beautiful way to plant some seeds of our intention. So you'll notice a guided meditation that we do later will be planting the seeds of our intentions. So after this, I'm going to, which is now, I'm going to read a little bit from the book Goddess Reclaimed by Saima Karal. Is that how I believe you pronounce her name? She has a chapter on Brigid. And so, and she has a beautiful Brigid ritual, which we're not going to do, but it is very beautiful. Uh, she has, I think, 13 rituals in her book. And I really, really love it, especially as someone who's a beginner to goddess work. Um, she just has a beautiful way of, of kind of giving us these goddesses and meditations and rituals to do for them. And if you even did one a month, you could have more than a year's worth. So I think that's a very cool, like it's a great return of investment. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to read a little bit from her book now. Right, I will be skipping around just a little bit, but if you have her book, Goddess Reclaimed, I'm starting reading at page 337. Brigid is the Celtic goddess of healing, magic, creativity, divination, and blacksmithing, born with a flame shining from her head. She is the divine spark within the center of your own being that has the power to turn lead into gold, intentions into manifestations, ideas into creations, illness into health and darkness into light. Alchemy is the ancient process of transformation through which base matter such as lead is turned into more valuable material such as gold. Spiritually speaking, the lead is the unconscious darkness that can impede our path to the golden light of wholeness and illumination. Unlike spiritual teachings that encourage eliminating the ego, inner alchemy is the process by which the flame of your consciousness illuminates and transmutes the unconscious parts of yourself. Just to take a break from reading here, this is something I've been thinking about a lot, which is that our ego is very much needed. Our shadow parts are very, very much needed. We don't have to be love and light all the time. We don't have to be in unity all the time. It's okay to access and embrace those shadow parts of ourselves. 
especially during our shadow parts of our cycles. So our menstrual time, our new moon time, our winter times. These are really good parts to sit with our shadows. And oftentimes we hear shadow work and we're like, yeah, time to eradicate our shadows, right? Time to, because we don't like our shadows, right? That's inherently saying when I hear that is I don't like my shadows. But when I think of shadow work, it's more about sitting with and accepting our shadows. And something I've been working on right now is looking at the divine feminine in our darkness and our light. So I view divine feminine as light most of the time, loving, happy, joyful, but also the divine feminine can be our dark. Um, so I think that's very beautiful. I'm going to keep reading now. As a triple goddess, Bridget offers us both both the three aspects and three stages of alchemy. The three aspects of alchemy are a substance to be transformed, a container to transform in, and a means to transform the substance. And what this means in inner alchemy is the substance is the part of your unhealed self or wounds. The container is a sacred space and surrender that you offer to the process. And this means this is the flame of your divine spark. So beautiful. I'm going to kind of summarize how she explains the three stages of alchemy. The first one, there's a blackening. This is the deeply painful process of facing the hidden, dark, and volatile parts of ourselves. So this is where we feel, we lean in, and we embrace our shadow selves, our dark selves. The next phase requires seeing things from a higher perspective and looking at what you're willing to release, which no longer serves you. This stage requires further cleansing and purification. And we can do that through burning, which we're actually going to do a little bit today. Um, the third and final stage is the reddening. Sometimes this is the fourth phase. This is where we are illuminated with the eternal flame of our spirit from the inside out. And you too, I'm skipping ahead, you too are born with Bridget's eternal flame. Fully embrace that you are a natural alchemist and wise woman and use the fire of your soul's spark to constantly transmute whatever dark matters surface on your journey. In doing so, you are not only you are, you not only grow in your spiritual power, but you inspire others to ignite their own. I'm skipping ahead again. When we are able to hold the space to heal ourselves through this process of inner alchemy, we become vessels of miracles for ourselves and others. As a beloved miracle worker, Bridget healed her people of all kinds of diseases and could even breathe life back into the dead. Her healing powers came from an alchemical mix of her many additional powers. Beyond fire, her sacred symbols are also wells and milk. I'm going to pause here. I'm also reading If Women Rose Rooted by Sharon Blackie in my spiritual book club, if you're not a part of, that's another free way to be in community with me a WhatsApp text group where we read the book and chat together. Um, 
but Sharon describes this process of um, in the Irish tradition, the wells were very sacred and partially they were so sacred because of the goddess Bridget um, and for other reasons as well. And when Christianity came to take over, they couldn't stop people from going to their wells. And so what they did instead was they built churches on top of the wells, which is so cruel. So if people wanted to go to their sacred space, they had to go to the church. And this is not just in Ireland. This happened many, many places in all indigenous places where they built church. Churches, they would build them over or on top of their sacred land or their sacred spaces of gathering, which is so heartbreaking. I'm going to continue. When we tend the inner flame and let its light transmute our inner darkness, we are igniting our own healing gifts. When we replenish our inner wells through sacred self-care, we water the seeds of vitality and new life. So my dear, I just wanna reflect on that. And actually I'd love to join you in a quick guided meditation. Go ahead and close your eyes again here. And let what you've heard really land with you that you have the power of transformation to integrate the dark and light parts of yourself and that all of you is really welcomed. I would like to just let that land with you here now as you breathe into your body, noticing any emotions or sensations that may be present with you right now. I'd like you to reflect for a moment on your inner flame and what that means to you. This could be your passion that's always existed within you and that maybe you even viewed as too bright, too much or not enough. Your inner flame is your inner embodiment of your energy without hiding or shrinking. Your inner flame requires no approval from others this is your wild and true nature. As we come back to our eyes opening, moving from this meditation forward, again, notice any emotions that may be coursing through your body. 
for me, I often feel grief and anger and also a sense of uh, release or clarity on who I really am. And now I'm going to be reading a little bit, a very short passage from Belonging, Remembering Ourselves Home from the author Tokopa Turner. This is on page 47. One of the great silent contracts of false belonging is that you remain a follower. As soon as you try to step into a leadership role, you meet with resistance. The group feels threatened by the emerging sexuality, the charisma, intelligence, or creativity that shakes up the order of things. On some level, your rising star may be interpreted as another's demotions or demotion or loss of relevance. Your star's very existence brings, in the, brings the ranks into question. And so the star in us declines to rise. Maybe from the fear of putting our belonging in jeopardy, maybe from the lack of resilience that comes from a history of being undermined or unsupported, but in many cases, we are the ones who put our star self away. We do, not only, we do it not only once, but perpetually, shrinking back from opportunities, from difficult conversations, from disagreements, even from a flashy outfit, a strong emotion, an awkwardness, staying in our cramped residence for fear of the alternative. And this is so beautiful. The difference between fitting in and belonging is that fitting in by its very definition is to parcel off our wholeness in exchange for acceptance. Like the original Grimm's telling of Cinderella, her sisters literally cut off their own toes to fit into her tiny slipper. False belonging prefers that we hold our tongue, keep chaos at bay, and perform a repetitive role that stunts our natural inclination for growth. When I read those words, it rang so true and so sad to me because this is so true. How many times have we been met with false belonging, trying to fit in, tucking parts of our authentic selves away? My word of the year this year in 2022 is authenticity because I know that I've been cutting off parts of myself, turning down my inner flame so that I can fit in with the world around me. And this is so painful, but something that all of us do. Just let that sit with you and know that any feelings you're having that may be arising right now are valid and you are whole and safe to feel these feelings of anger, grief, or sadness. And also maybe those feelings of clarity. Now I'm going to read again from Goddess Reclaimed. This is about the witch wound. By the and this is on page 347. By the time the Christian inquisitions began in the 12th century Europe, pagan healers and wise women were no longer safe to practice their crafts. As the witch craze intensified over the next few centuries, more and more women were convicted of witchcraft and tortured and executed by the masses. The witch hunts reached their peak during the late 16th and mid 17th centuries, where they even spread to New England, 
during the Salem witch trials. Estimates of the number of executions over these centuries range from tens of thousands to over 9 million. While men were also tried, the main victims of these witch hunts were women, particularly older women, rightfully deeming this by feminists and scholars to be the women's holocaust. Scholars also point out that women who were most targeted were those who defied or lived outside of patriarchal norms and preferred solidarity and independent lives while serving the poor with their healing gifts. Moreover, as the church meant to act as the intermediary between the people and their heavenly father God, the wise woman's ability to connect with the divine directly through her intuition and mother goddess on earth fur further undermined the church. Women's spiritual crafts or witchcraft, which, uh, which by the way is just a derivative of wise, which is so interesting, was our way of harnessing the natural powers and spirits of the elements and cosmos and the divine powers within ourselves. But under the church's targeted campaign against witches, the sacred practices that came naturally to these women became unpunished or became punishable acts of devil worship, where once even Bridget's symbols as goddess were her protective cloak, cauldron, and healing herbs. Now women using these magical tools were persecuted as witches. Where locals were once free to celebrate the eight Sabbaths of the Wheel of the Year, beginning with the holiday of Imbolc on February 1st, the church began charging people with hearsay and witchery for honoring these holy days. And so even though none of us were alive during this time, and witches are no longer burned or killed or drowned for their wise abilities, this is with us. We hold this within ourselves. And also our society still does persecute those women and people who step outside of the patriarchal norms, who go against what we're taught and enforced to believe. And I'd like you now, I'm gonna set a timer for just three minutes. I'd like you to focus on how you have hidden yourself. How have you felt persecuted? How has your community quote unquote burned you at the stake? Where have you been taught that you couldn't be your authentic self? So I'll set a timer here for three minutes. You can choose to just reflect in silence or you can choose to journal this out.
Thinking about one more moment here, one more minute here. Coming back here now, opening your eyes if they were closed or putting down your pen if you were journaling. Let's just take a deep breath in, hold at the top and sigh it out. <sighs> One more. <sighs> Letting the feelings that popped up still sit with you and remain with you knowing that you are safe to feel your feelings. And for my last reading, I'm going to read again from Belonging on page 123. I'm going to skip a little bit. We are the product of several generations of ungrieved wounds. Focused on our survival, our ancestors had little choice but to re retaliate or repress the wrongs that have been done to them so that they could persevere. We rarely witness the grief of others because of its cultural taboo, causing us to believe our own grief is shameful or weird. Learning to grieve well must begin with the self. There are ruins in each of us. A place where what once was lives on like an echo, haunting the landscapes of our lives and its weathered foundations. Abandoned, scavenged, and dismantled, dismantled by time, the ruin is the holiest place in our heart. It is the ways in which we have been broken that have earned us a place to stand. It is in our life's absences that a wild longing is born. This ruined place is a temple in which to worship, to throw down our grief and our forgetting, and praise what remains. After all, these remains are the evidence of how greatly we have loved, and they should be venerated as the legacy of survival that they are. Welcoming your own grief may take some practice because everything we are taught runs counter to this approach. Certainly, it would be lovely to see more community spaces dedicated to grieving in the open so we could explore the depths of our grief knowing we are being held by a larger supportive structure. But until then, we must learn to trust each other. We must learn to share our sacred ruins with one another, giving each other a chance to confirm that we are not alone. The events of your loss, the discrepancies in your upbringing, the deficits in your making are what shape you entirely. Nope, uniquely. <laughs> your limitations are what give rise to the imagination and your regrets are what put you into right relationship with your future. So you must bless every grief you've encountered on your exquisite and treacherous courtship of self for they've made you the slow diamond that you are. I would love for you, if you feel called to, put a hand on your heart. 
as these words resonate with you or not. All of us, all of us have something to grieve. And a lot of us have unexpressed grief. And so when we're talking about, or when, when we talk about, I can, I can English. Um, when we talk about this separation from our eternal flame, grief has to come up, right? Or it doesn't have to, but it often does. And it's often healthy for it to come up. And to really celebrate the goddess Bridget to really celebrate ourselves and to really move on past the darkness of winter, we have to celebrate and integrate this grief in order to celebrate and reclaim our authentic power, to stand in our power, to be true to ourselves. And so now we're going to be burning some shit. <laughs> So maybe you grab um, for later, but you don't have to right now, a fire safe bowl um, or something that you can burn into. Please be careful. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's my only ask of you. You have to be careful. <laughs> um, That's the only thing I'll tell you you have to do. Or if you don't want to burn something because you can't do it safely, um, you can just tear up this paper that we're going to write on. But first, I'd like you to grab something to write on, or maybe even tear a page out of your journal. And I'd like you to reflect on how you've lost touch with your true self. You can go as deep or as not deep as you would like. And I'm going to set a timer for five minutes. Some music will be playing that you can choose to listen to or not as you reflect on how you've lost touch with your true self.
Have about one minute left here. Wonderful job. And now I'd like you to begin to grab your burning items very, very, very safely. <laughs> um, and if you choose to, you can rip up this paper as well. And while you're ripping up this paper or burning this paper, maybe you tear it into shreds and then you burn it, I'd like you to really imagine feeling the grief as well as releasing it. You're letting go. You're releasing this part of yourself, this past that you may have. Maybe you're releasing any guilt or shame that you may carry. And of course, when we release these things, you know, this stuff is still gonna come back up. You're not releasing it forever, but the intention of releasing is still here. So I'll give us about three minutes here as we burn or shred, feeling and breathing deeply everything that comes up. Have about one minute left here.
Beautiful, beautiful work. If you still need more time, go ahead and pause here. Otherwise, let's close our eyes here for another guided meditation that will close us out for today's ritual. Again, get comfortable, find a nice seated or laying down position begin to tune in with the breath. Begin to deepen and elongate the breath again, feeling every space that grows and expands as breath reaches it and flows into it, and feel as the breath exits your body. Bridget's eternal flame represents the truth that the light never leaves us and can never be extinguished. It simply gets obscured or blocked from us. I'd like you to place a hand on your heart or belly or both and repeat out loud after me, either literally with your voice or inside in your internal thoughts. I am an eternal flame. And each day, my light grows brighter. This is from the Divine Feminine Oracle Guidebook by Megan Watterson. Allow yourself to sit with the idea that you are an eternal flame. It was never, ever stamped out. It has never gone away. It has always been with you. And today you uncovered and burned away or released some of what was covering up your eternal flame. And maybe you imagine this internal flame within you, in your root area, in your solar area, in your heart, or maybe you imagine yourself as a beautiful, bright flame. Your inner flame may flicker and ebb and flow and grow and shrink, but it is with you all the time. Breathe in, maybe as you breathe in, this eternal flame grows bigger. As you breathe out, it gets smaller.
Your inner flame gives you warmth and coziness and comfort and love, deep, deep love for yourself, for others, sure, but this love is all about self-love, self-empowerment. You're standing in your power, in your light, as you stand in your eternal flame that again has always been with you. This inner flame warms you from the inside out. It warms the grief that you may be feeling. It warms the anger in a way that allows you to experience your sacred rage and also gives you comfort and knowing that you are here for yourself again. That now that you see this beautiful flame, this beautiful, amazing, big power, you embrace it, my dear. This flame not only warms and comforts you now, it also warms and comforts the other parts of yourself, the inner children who were taught to be small, the inner teenager who didn't fit in in school, the inner college age student or 20 year old who felt like they had to hustle to fit in all the parts of you that feel shame and guilt and anger and sadness, they are also being comforted by your eternal flame in this moment. You can allow yourself to cry. You can allow yourself to shake because you know that you are safe. You know that you are safe. You get to tend to this flame now. No one else has ownership over this flame. This flame has your permission now to burn bright and big and strong. It has the permission to take up space. It has the permission to speak its mind. Now, my love, I would like to invite you to set an intention with your flame, for your flame, for yourself, for your wise self, for your witchy self, for your magical self, for your authentic self moving forward.
How do you want to tend to this fire moving forward from today? Now that you've witnessed this beautiful, big, burning flame, how will you care for it moving forward, even in your daily life? Where does this flame need your help? Where does this flame struggle to shine the most? How will you honor your inner self, not only your inner flame, but the inner flame that existed in your younger self? Because at one point, your younger self, your child self had this beautiful flame and they were wild, they were silly, they were bold, they took up space until slowly or maybe all at once, that flame was taken from them, shamed from them. How will you honor that younger self? How will you pass the torch to them? I would like you now to begin to imagine that you're in a safe space. You're in a garden. If you already have a sacred place that you go to, this is the place that I would like to invite you to go. And if not, I would like you to imagine yourself in a beautiful place outside, preferably with beautiful skies of your choosing night or day. Maybe there's water, maybe there's rocks and grass or sand. Maybe there's trees, maybe there's mountains, maybe there's birds. Maybe there's beloved pets or animals. Maybe there's dear ancestors here. Take a moment to imagine this safe, sacred space now. In your sacred space, there will be a garden. Go ahead and imagine this garden now. See it, feel it, and go walk to it. As you kneel to your knees in front of your beautiful sacred garden, remember these intentions that you just set and hold these intentions as seeds in the palm of your hand or hands. Looking at these seeds, you know your intentions. And in your sacred space, close your eyes. 
Feel into your intentions. See yourself doing the actions you set to do. Feel in your body what it feels like to take up this space and to follow through with your intentions as if it's happening to you right now. Breathe in the air around you in your sacred space. Feel it enter your nose and enter your lungs and belly. Breathe in gratitude for yourself, for your flame, for a higher power if you have one, for Bridget, but really for yourself. Feel deep gratitude here in your heart blooming through your body as you give gratitude for yourself, this sacred part of you that has always been here, has always been guiding you and protecting you. Giving gratitude for yourself for allowing it to come to you. As you begin to unearth the earth or the dirt in your garden, and begin to plant your seeds, your seeds of intention of how you will honor this inner light moving forward. And when it's done, go ahead and cover those seeds with more dirt. And perhaps you place a hand over the dirt as you send your intentions one final push, knowing that your actions moving forward, your self-compassion, your self-love will be the water that these seeds need to bloom. When you're ready, take a look around at your sacred space at any of the beings that are with you, if there are any pets or animals or ancestors, giving them gratitude and love, giving gratitude and love to the trees, to the earth, to the air, to the wind, to the sky. My love, this sacred space is yours. You are visiting this in your mind's eye, in your soul, and know that this sacred space is always here for you to return to. As you begin to leave that space and come into your body, wiggling your fingers and your toes, maybe rolling out the neck, circling the shoulders, noticing the cadence of your breath, Maybe even let's, let's bring some attention to the body by patting the legs with our hands, tapping on the stomach, using our fingers to tap on our chest and our collarbone, patting down the shoulders and the arms, 
holding your face and your hands, maybe giving any places above your eyebrow, under your eyes, on your cheeks, little taps with your fingers. Maybe humming here, stimulating the vagus nerve. Tapping the feet on the floor. And now place a hand or two hands on your heart if you wish. We're going to do three very deep, very big, very grounding breaths. Let's breathe in together. Hold and sigh it out. <laughs> Letting your shoulders relax and drop. Again, breathing in. Hold. One more at your own pace. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for going on this journey with me. This was a longer one, I know, but you are worth this time. You are worth this self-care. You are worth this ritual. Hmm. Thank you. Thank yourself too. What amazing work you did. I would really recommend doing some really gentle self-care after this taking a beautiful bath, taking a shower and imagining all this gunk, all this extra energy flowing off of your body and down the drain. Drinking a lot of water, having a beautiful herbal tea, eating something beautiful and healthy, maybe even eating some spicy food to honor the return of the sun. Allow yourself to be really nice and cozy tonight or today. Go easy on yourself. Go gentle on yourself, my love. You did such amazing work. How beautiful. If you didn't catch the names of the books that I read through or read from, they will be in the show notes. Also in the show notes will be a link to my new moon circle page on my website. Reminder, you can do this ritual in real time with me on February 1st at 6 p.m. Mountain Time in the U.S. Or you can join me any month around the new moon. They won't all be as long as this. Some have movement. Some are quick meditations. For the first of the year, we did a um, vision board for the new moon. And if you would like more community, more guided meditations, join my Patreon for only $10 a month. You get four or five, depending on the week's um, weekly guided meditations. You get one ritual live coaching call with me a month. It's also recorded. And you also get access to the Discord server to interact with friends. Thank you, loved one. And just a reminder to tune into my podcast in March. 
for the start of season two of the podcast. Thank you so much, dear one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me and my guest if you would rate and review this podcast. Um, You can do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Spotify actually just created a new option to rate your favorite podcasts. Um, So that would be a wonderful way to help the show grow and also just to show me some support and love. Or maybe you'd like to send this episode to someone you think would benefit from it. Um, If you'd like to tag me or my guests on social media or comment on this episode post, you can find me on Instagram at empowered.spirituality. And on that Instagram uh, account, I also share things related to holistic health, uh, menstrual cycle awareness, uh, movement, um, and all kinds of things. So I would love for you to give me a follow over there. And lastly, I am taking clients for one-on-one session work. I offer three and six months programs with the option to keep going. Um, in these one-on-one coaching containers, we really get to do a deep dive of spirituality, if that's something that interests you, or if not, we don't touch it. Um, movement, food, your menstrual cycle, if you have one. And we also really do a deep dive into our intuition and our authenticity. And we also look at things like how much we're consuming alcohol and substances. And we use a really intuitive, flexible framework for approaching these things that we're really taught are strict uh, in our culture. So I'd love to see you over there. My website is empoweredspirituality.online and you can book a free consultation call. But until next time, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next Thursday.